Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. Each week, you'll hear testimonies that turned failures into hope, despair into inspiration, and darkness into light, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to overcome obstacles that can detour our Christian walk. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now here's your host, the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker. Hello, everyone. This is Tammy Becker, and thank you for joining me today. This is episode 21, and we are labeling this episode Spiritual Indigestion. And I hope that you have listened to, it was, I think, episode 19, where I had my dad on. And if you haven't, you are going to have to go back and listen to that episode to understand all about spiritual indigestion. And you'll probably hear a little bit of it today, but it was relevant in why we are going to call this episode spiritual indigestion. So... I am very, very happy to have another guest speaker today with me, and it just happens to be a very good friend of mine named Lisa, and she is going to share her testimony. So uh, welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Lisa, before we get started, just um, give the audience just a little bit, a little snippet about yourself, like some fun fact about yourself that maybe no one knows about. <laughs> That's a hard one. Um, I'm just a girl. <laughs> I've spent the last almost 20 years of my life working in the field of substance abuse counseling and different variations on the Basically, just trying to help people learn how to get their footing in life and reestablish a sense of independence and improved health and better coping skills. I'm middle-aged right now. There's, there's a lot that I could tell there, but the essence of me is just that um, I have a really big caring heart. I have the heart of a teacher. Uh, I care deeply for the human race. Um, and any chance that I get to be a warm blanket for somebody in a time of need, then I'm the first person to jump up with my open arms. That is the truth. That is the absolute truth. So... Lisa, let's jump in. You say you're middle age. So let's, since this podcast is a Christian podcast, and I wanted to ask you about coming on and sharing your testimony with God and how God came into your life. So first off, let's just, let me ask you this. At what age do you think that you can remember that you were introduced or had some idea that there was something bigger, there was God, or that you were introduced to God or Jesus? I was six. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was six years old, I um, had already lived enough life in my immediate environment and people around my household where I witnessed a lot of fighting, a lot of, you know, disagreement, hostility, anger. It was, it was awful to me. 
And my first, my first and biggest question was, why is it so hard for people to get along and be nice to each other? That was something I could not understand. Um, I cried myself to sleep every night for a year. And at the end of the year, I had a dream. And it was a dream that I was this enormous angel that stood taller than the, like the buildings of New York City. And when I was looking down, I saw thousands of people in the city streets and I felt such compassion that I cried as I wrapped my wings around that city in such deep love and adoration and caring for them. Uh, every year since then, I moved a lot as a child, um, and every place that I lived, the neighborhood kids would be fighting with each other. I would call them out for it, say, why can't you just get along? It'd be so much more fun if we all played together instead of kicking each other out here and there. Um, and they all called me a peacemaker, which, of course, thrilled my heart because by the age of 10, I had some experience in the church and understood that peacemakers were very important. Um I was 15 years old and living in Colorado and attending this one particular church where I became baptized and, and consciously gave myself to God. Um, at that time, I went to a vacation Bible school education camp. At, after six weeks, I got a certificate and I started teaching vacation Bible schools that summer and had so much fun teaching God's word to little kids. Um, and from that point forward, my life took many turns, but the foundation was right there. And I don't think that ever left me. Um, when I turned 17 or 16, uh, I went to a church where my belief in religion got really badly shaken. I saw such a hypocrisy aimed at me. And I was the most faithful and loyal servant of God, even at that age, even at that church. I couldn't understand why. They would turn their back on me so easily. So I went away from God for a while. And I explored various definitions and avenues of belief. Um, many. <laughs> um, I came back to God about three or four times between then and now. Uh, two years ago, uh, I had been separated from God again for a number of years. Um, not God himself, just the practice of going to church and communing with other people and using the same language. God was the one constant in my life, even through all those years of exploring various ways of looking at God, and belief in God, and all about God. Um, the one thing I couldn't get rid of, um, he became my core. And so when I came back to church a few years ago, I found this great little church, um, and they reminded me that, you know, the only really important thing is that you have a personal relationship with God. That is all God really cares about. Everything else is secondary. So I opened my heart back up again, became baptized with my husband two years ago this month, actually. It's pretty cool. We were baptized together. And um, the journey since then has been about deepening our relationship with God, learning how to listen to God again. Um, and boy, I'll tell you. This thing about spiritual indigestion, I have to just bring this in here now. Last week or a couple weeks ago, Tammy asked me to consider giving my testimony, and I hesitated. And she said, just pray on it when you're ready. So she went on vacation, and while she was gone, I listened to her podcast with her interview with her father. She said, my dad is the best storyteller, and I have to agree. 
<laughs> I was riveted to every word that that man said. But when he got to the point of his testimony where he was talking about when someone asks you to give your testimony, if you don't give it, you'll end up with spiritual indigestion. That was the beginning of my recognition of many symptoms that I felt that fit that very well. So <laughs> the first thing I did when she came back is say, I'll do it. <laughs> But I've also noticed this week um, other instances that have indicated a level of spiritual indigestion. It's more than just not hesitating when God calls you to do something. It's also about being open and ready when God looks at you and says, you need some preening here because there's some weeds getting in the way and we need to grow you up. So when situations come up and they need to be addressed, if you avoid those situations, that spiritual indigestion can choke you. Let me tell you, <laughs> it can also choke a friendship. And that's not something that I want. Um, I want to be the best example of God's child that I can be. And the only way to do that is to work on me. So um, I'm just here to say that when you stay open and you listen and you pay attention, God has a way of letting you know what needs to happen. That's right. And we going back to you had said something in the beginning we were talking about, and I've talked about this many times on my podcast because I, I've made it very clear on this podcast that I'm a biblicist and that I believe in the personal relationship with Jesus Christ and that that is the most important thing that we have to do here on earth. And it's not religion. And so we're going through, we just went to church together on Sunday. They're starting a new series on how God, do you know when God's talking to you? Now, many of my listeners, you guys know, I've spoken many times about how God talks to me. So you're very aware that I know when God talks to me, but not everybody knows about when God talks to them. And so this is a, going to be an interesting series, but, but not getting off the subject, but when we were talking about religion versus relationship, that brought us into this whole testimony, the church, how you got there, your friends. And so kind of give the listeners a little more in depth about really what's been going on in your life. What brought you to get that baptism? What Give that real in-depth testimony now. Tell them the, the depth of that. So this little church that I got baptized with years ago was a very unique little church. Um, up until then, I had refused to set foot in another church because I didn't want to hear the propaganda. I didn't want the religious crap. And uh, not to offend anyone, but, you know, if you've, you know, experienced any sort of dogma in your life, that's what I experienced. And that's what I'm referring to, my own personal experience. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted a relationship with God. I wanted it to be very personal. And I had never stopped having a relationship with God, but it was very thin, and very weak. And it was just me and God. I didn't really share it openly with others because I was refusing to be identified through a finite definition um, and then misrepresented that way. I wanted to be represented on my own terms. So it just so happened that about two years ago, uh, who was living with me at the time, 
uh, met some people that went to this church and they invited her to go. So she went and found that it was a very comfortable, relaxed environment and thought that I might really enjoy going. So she invited me. And so my husband and I both went and I was very impressed. The church's theme is all about helping people meet, know, and follow Jesus. That is their primary mission. They're not about religion. They're about relationship with God. That is their emphasis. And they emphasize that every sermon. Yes. When they're talking about God and Jesus and they open the Bible and they're making reference to things that God has spoken in the past and how it relates to today in real life terms, they are talking about you know, learning how to recognize the, um, the instructions of God through the Bible, learning how to listen through our heart to find out what God has to say that's relevant in our life and how to apply those principles directly. They were not in our face. They're not a large congregation. They're multiple churches tied to one. And so they have a way of tying everyone together without it being overwhelmingly large. They have churches with larger congregations. If that's what you're more comfortable with, that's an option. If you're not comfortable being around people at all, they do an online version. So they have all kinds of ways to be connected. They are available, but they're not in your face. So I started going on a regular basis. And the more I went, the more I started getting this real push to make a permanent connection with this church. It was obvious to me that this was the place I needed to call my spiritual home. Obvious because I was comfortable there. Obvious because the more I went, the more I felt connected to not just God, but to other people who believed in God. And I was no longer a weirdo standing on the outside. Um, and so it wasn't long before I was called to go ahead and, and baptize and re-consecrate myself back to God fully, not just haphazardly or halfway. Uh, God has things to say about that in the Bible, that you know, half measures of it is nothing, and that faith without works is dead. So I had to take a step in the open out loud that says, hey, I am here declaring myself to be a child of God. I am one of you, and I want to be part of your community. And so that's what we did. So then you went ahead and you talked about your baptism. So um, that was an incredible experience because I was in such bliss. <laughs> but I remember, you know, going in there and I talking to us about this being one of the most important steps to. Uh, reuniting our connection with God and establishing um, that relationship. Um, and I was asked if I was absolutely certain that I wanted to make that lifetime commitment. And I, I, I could hardly stop crying. <laughs> That's all I really remember. I remember going under, I see the videos, and I'm like listening to it. Like, this. Bliss is all I can say. Yes, yes. And so here we are today. Here we are today. And how do you feel about things? How do you feel about your spiritual walk today and where you're heading and what's going on? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> In the environment that we have right now, what's going on and being so sensitive to 
all of the upheaval and the everything that's so strange and so awful going on in the world. I feel all of that. Um, I recently quit my job so I could work on some health issues that I've been having, and I've had a lot more time to just focus on my own thoughts, you know, not just the day-to-day -day agenda. So, I mean, there's aspects to my relationship with God that I am very, very happy about because God has been talking to me so loud so often in the last few weeks that it is unbelievable to me how clear and how solid that feels. Kind of like how it used to feel, only clearer now, better now. Mm -hmm. So it's given me a level of comfort that I didn't realize was even possible considering everything that's going on and some focus. But what I'm aware of right now is that I am definitely going through a weeding period. God is just putting stuff in my place where I have to either act better or notice that I'm not acting better. And so I'm doing a lot of introspection and thinking about how I've been living my life, how I want to do it better, where I want to end up in a few years, the kind of impact I want to have on those around me and making sure that I stay as right with God as I possibly can, no matter what anybody else is doing. Yes. And that's really the main thing that I feel like that's going on around a lot of people, that I feel that God is working and weeding and grooming us, brothers, sisters, all of us, for the bigger picture of what's to come. I he is getting us ready and we he wants his children ready because there's the the bigger picture and the bigger picture is the time that we're going to to be with him and to be in heaven and all be together. He doesn't want any of his children to be left behind. I like that word. Yes. That's a, it is a good word. And he we, we think about like, there's just so many people in the world, but I know listeners, if you think about it right now, even if you just took one of your hands, I bet with those four fingers and thumb that you can pick one person in your life that you know isn't right with God. Well, that, you know, you think about how many people's in the world and how many people can do that with one of their hands. Well, God doesn't want to leave that one person on anyone's hand behind. So he's grooming us. He's grooming those of us that are stronger in our relationship with us, with him. And he's grooming and weeding us out and making us even stronger. And it's our responsibility as Christians and as carrying the Holy Spirit within us to help remind those people in our life that God is waiting for them, that God is crying for them and wants them in the mix. He is not going to leave them behind. They're his children. They were already chosen before they were even placed here. Can I speak on that? You can. I'd like to because I want to tie this back to that spiritual indigestion and then something that happened recently that, that fits all of this so perfectly. So the other aspect of spiritual indigestion that I've become aware of just in the last week and a half or so has to do with being willing to live your life with God and Jesus Christ out loud. 
to declare not only your relationship with God and Christ, but to declare the availability of that for others. Yes. So to tie that in with the relationships and, uh, you know, who else in your life may be struggling or not there with God and how can you help and how can you be there? How can you avoid spiritual indigestion? Let me tell you, my mm -hmm. own mother, after years and years and years of trying to dedicate her life to God and then going away from it and saying there can't be any God because it doesn't even make any sense and blah, blah, blah. And then going on about her life in a non-spiritual way and then coming across some information, being willing to try again, back and forth, back and forth. And a couple of weeks ago, you know, well, actually a few months ago, my mom became so overwhelmed by the turn of events in the world, things that are just going so sour right that she decided that she better get right with God or else because things are about to go down. And she got terrified that if she's not right with God, that it would just be over for her. And she couldn't imagine that. And she knew what that meant. So she went back to God again. <clears throat> so last weekend, we're having a conversation and on the phone and she asked me, but how can God forgive me for all the times that I've gone to him and then turned away from him again? How can it matter that I've come back again even now, this late in my life, after all of those years and attempts? So I've been processing this with her a bit at a time because I'm trying to be as God-led as I can. My first analogy to her was this. There was a time in my life when I turned my back on my mother. I was going through a very bad time. I didn't want her to see what I was going through, what that looked like. I didn't want her to hurt, and I didn't want to hear what she would have to say about it. It took about two years for me to come back to her. And that was hard because I was addicted to my mother. We have a relationship that is super symbiotic. So for that, that two-year absence was horrible for both of us. And when I came back, I asked her, how did you respond to me when I first made the effort to come back to you? And she paused in deep silence. I said, did you reject me? Did you even hesitate? She said, not at all. Not even for a second she goes I was so grateful to hear your voice and to know that you were still alive and that you were even willing to give me another chance to be a better mother to you I had no idea she was feeling like that at the time so I said well if that's how you responded to me and you're a mere human can you imagine why would God be any different we are God's children <laughs> yeah. and once we become a child of God we are always a child of God that's right. The important thing is when we realize that we have turned our backs on him, because it's never the other way around. God does not turn his back on us. It's us who turn our backs to him. He's just up there with open arms waiting for us to realize that we are missing him and turn around and embrace him again, because he is ready with that embrace. Not a hesitation. Only tears of joy that we decided to come back because we are his children and he loves us so much. Don't forget, he gave his only son for us. That's right. He sacrificed his only son to die on the cross and come back so that we could live, so that we could be forgiven. And if we can remember that and remember that there are no exceptions, there are no rules, there are no protocols, there are no behaviors or actions that we have to take other than only remembering that Jesus is the one that loves us. Jesus is the only king and that through his blood we are washed clean and that once we are washed clean, we have the ability 
to be children of God and to go with him when he comes back for us, that we are there, that it's just as simple as that. Yeah. Everything else is secondary. So I told my mom, well, if you're going to strengthen your relationship with God, let's work on a two-way communication and start learning how to listen when God speaks because it's easy for us to pray. But is it so easy for us to listen? That's the hard part. And that's what I'm learning to do again. And so I'm putting myself out there trying to solve my own spiritual indigestion by being out loud and telling my mother that God does still talk. Let's learn how to listen together. Right. And that is so good. And it's, um, it's, that's such a good note to end on because it's God waits for us always. He's always there. He lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Sometimes he's silent because, like I told Lisa earlier today, sometimes our road has rocks or weeds or boulders in the middle of it. And we've got to remove those blocks, those those roadblocks, so that we can get to what the Lord is wanting us to get to so we can hear him more clearly so he got to weed our fields he's got to move the boulders he's got to clear the path we've got to be willing to do that so that we can hear clearly what it is that he wants us to do what message it is he wants us to share we have to be willing to share that message we have to be willing to open our hearts and open our voices and not be afraid not be afraid to talk about Jesus because Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way out, my friends, the only way out. There's no other way. That's the only way. And that's where we've got to go. That's the whole reason I've, God had me do this podcast is so that every week I can come and encourage and tell you that Jesus is the way. Send your friends if they don't believe. Send them here to get encouragement, to learn about Jesus. If you want to tell your testimony, and I hope that you get it spiritual indigestion and that you will sign up on our website and, and share your testimony with us, just as Lisa did today, because it's important for other people each one of you has a story where all of our stories are different. Lisa's story is different from mine. And each year we have a new story. Each year we have a different testimony. Each day we have a different testimony. These things that happen in our life are meant to be shared because others that are struggling in life need to hear our struggles so that they know they're not alone and so they know how to get through them and so that they know that there's a way out and that way out is Jesus and Jesus will be their savior throughout it all. So friends, please come back and check us out next week. I don't know what we'll talk about yet, but it's going to be good because it always is because God is in control of this podcast. So thank you, Lisa, for being here today. And I want to see you guys back here next Thursday for our next episode. And don't forget to check us out on the website at www.yoministries.com. And that's where you can fill out the form to be a guest on our podcast. God bless you guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. See you next time. Bye.
thanks for tuning in to another weekly episode of the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. If you have a testimony you would like to share with us, please contact us through our website at youministries.com. That's youministries.com. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.